Hi, I'm Laura. Hey, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to Attributed, a podcast library by Dream Data. The purpose of it is to store and share all the knowledge that we have gathered across Dream Data employees through our LinkedIn Lives, podcasts, and webinars. The typical topics you'll find here can be stuff like marketing, sales, B2B ads, operations, social selling maybe. And for today, we're going to talk together with Sarah about chatbots versus form submissions. But before we do that, Sarah, could you give us a short intro to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Sarah McConnell. I'm the VP of Demand Generation at Qualified. I've been with the company for about three years now, I think. So, and before that, I was using conversational marketing well before I joined. So I've been in like the chatbot conversational space for many, many years now. And it feels like it has been software that companies have been using for many years. I actually used to work in a call center before. So it's like chatbots, they used to use call centers. You can actually call people. So it is interesting because I do feel like they've been around for a long time, but serving different purposes, which makes the market even harder, I guess, to define. Because to your point, there's customer success in like call center chatbots, which is great. But then there's also chatbots that help drive pipeline generation that is more focused on like sales and marketing. So just depends. A perfect conversation starter because who would be a better person to talk about converting people through chatbots than a person who has been in demand and in marketing forever? Because as you're saying, let's just define that. There are chatbots for different purposes. If you could walk me through real quick the purposes that chatbots can be serving before we dig into the actual marketing use cases of chatbots. Yep, absolutely. I feel like they're used most predominantly, you're going to see them either in like a customer success perspective. So think on like university pages, they're going to help surface like university articles. So if someone's chatting, I always think about, I've been traveling more for work lately. So if I chat with like United, it's going to be customer success. And sometimes they'll have like AI components to them where if you search something, it's going to surface documents that exist within your university that it can help pull up for your customers. So that's one use case for it. The other that you're going to see it is connecting prospects with your sales team. So if someone's looking to purchase something, and I feel like you see it more in B2B than you're going to see it in B2C because people in B2C don't really need to chat before they buy something. If you're like me, you just get caught on an Instagram ad and you buy everything. So you don't need to talk to a human. You don't want to tell anyone what you're doing. But in B2B where it's like longer sales cycles and, you know, higher price tags, that's where I feel like chatbots and live chats are used more predominantly to help progress and expedite the sales process. Right. And this is very interesting. So for marketing, Describe the best use cases for me where chatbot could be used and a form submit. Let's define Yeah, that. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So I feel like from a marketer's perspective, a couple of years ago, chatbots were really viewed as just like a lead gen tool. It's just another way to convert someone on your site. And I still think that holds true that it is another spot on your site to convert someone. It's really about giving them like what matters to you in the moment. So for a marketer, I think If someone is very top of funnel, so let's say in our case, like we'll do a lot of segmentation of our audiences based on intent data. So if someone comes to our website and we know they just haven't shown a lot of intent, we just, there's still, we're going to assume then in an education stage, I'm going to use chatbots to try to move them through the funnel. So I'm going to say, okay, you've been researching attribution. So I'm going to make sure that I, my chatbot that pops up when you're on the site says, Hey, do you want to download this report about attribution? Something that like, isn't a hard sell, but it's going to move them forward in that journey. Now, if they have really high intent, I want to make sure the chatbot that pops up is a lot more direct. Do you want to book a demo? Do you want to talk? 
whatever it is. So in my mind, it's using it across different pages to talk to people based on where they're at in their buying journey and to serve up something personalized. And now those can also progress into live chat. So where I think from a marketer's perspective, live chat's really effective when you're outbounding. So imagine your BDR team, your SDR team is outbounding to someone and they click through an outbound email. If that person is there to greet them on the website in the moment that they land with a chatbot in a live chat, it's super duper impactful. On the flip side, forms, no one's getting rid of forms. Like I think we could like say all day long, like I used to be like, oh, get rid of your forms, get rid of your forms. But like they do serve a time and a place. For me, forms are great for like event registration. We'll use our chatbot sometimes, but like event reg, people just want to like drop an email, register, bounce. Advertising. If someone clicks through an ad, maybe they don't have time to have a conversation. Hmm. So I feel like finding the balance of like, there still has to be some forms in case people don't have the time or the energy to like chat with a human at that moment. Yeah. And like we're trained. So like we still expect to use a form. So from a marketer's perspective, I feel like forms are great to have still across your website for things like event registration or on like landing pages from ad click throughs. But having that secondary conversion point of a chat bot that helps your buyers have personalized experiences just helps enhance that. That sounds really cool. And honestly, myself, I don't often like fill out a form on a chatbot. Most of it yeah. is in the form, but walk me through how do you figure out if, okay, we decided we want to need a chatbot, but how do you mm-hmm. figure out where the prospect is in the customer journey to figure out how personalized should we roll this conversation? Yeah, a couple different ways. So qualified specifically, we do it through integrations, which like most chatbots you're going to have are going to have integrations. Our specifically is really deep on Salesforce. But if you have another chatbot, it could be whatever integration that is, but okay. it's using those integration points. So in our case, Salesforce, and then tying it to your chatbot. So as soon as someone hits your website, you start to use those integrations to fuel it with data to say like, okay, say it's integrated with your marketing automation platform. This person's been cookie before they filled out a form and they hit your site. I can see based on your score within the marketing automation platform or the campaigns that you've engaged with, being able to pull that data into your chat platform and then having it on your website allows you to know like, where's that person at in their journey? You can do Mm. it through intent data. You can do it through like, if you have your Salesforce data, are they in an open opportunity? Are they not in an open opportunity? It's all, I think, connecting to those data points that are important to you as a marketer, marketing automation, CRM, ABM platform, and then using it to help determine where we think they're at in their journey. That's really cool. And if you were to look into that from the ABM perspective, I remember I spoke with Katrina from uh, Pixels. They were using some chatbots parts for like really ABM part of the journey where it would even say like, hello, roll, or like even change some pieces of the chat. How can you use that for ABM? Yeah. So in the exact same way. So we actually run some really fun ABM campaigns that are like that, where if we have a really small targeted account list, say like we pulled out 200 accounts that are are like must have hottest accounts. If we're running a full-blown campaign to them, no matter what they do when they click through, if we know their company, we want to greet them by their company name. And because it's ABM, we have a lot more things happening. So like a great example of this is we'll do direct mail as part of our ABM campaigns. Uh As part of that, we'll say like, hey, to get your whatever it is, the direct mail piece, come chat with us on the website. We'll get your address. We'll send it to you, whatever it is. Now, if you use like a direct mail platform like Sendoso, totally fine. You could still do it through that. But it's reaching out to them and using that chatbot when they click to the site to say, hey, do you want to, did you want to get this direct mail piece? Or let's say we're inviting them to an event. You can use a chatbot to help like 
them register for the event, something like that. Mm. So I think because you integrate your chatbots into your ABM platforms, you can leverage all of that data to make sure the chatbot mirrors exactly what that account is getting from an ads perspective, an outbound perspective, whatever you're doing, those mm. two things can be correlated to each other. When does it get creepy? Uh, always. Like it, does, it already <laughs> is, uh, which is so funny. So like, particularly with qualified, we actually have like a live view. So you can see when someone's on your website and uh -huh. what they're browsing. So like in real time on the back end, I can see like, what pages are you on? What are you typing? What are you clicking? Now, when marketers hear that, they're like, oh my God, it's so cool. Other departments are like, that's not as cool. That's really creepy. So we actually have a university person that does training. And it's like, if the company is in like MarTech, they're like, live view is great. Now, if they're in cybersecurity or like OPSEC, she's like, okay, you don't want to reference. I see you're looking at this page because that scares people. So like, it's one of those things as marketers though, like we want all the data. You want as much as you can yeah. get. And so it's always kind of creepy, but it is like, how do you use it? Like you can make it not creepy if you just use it. Yeah. Precisely. Like do it a little <laughs> bit more generic, even though. Yeah. yeah. And we will, we'll tell people that we're like, Hey, you obviously have all of this data. And that's such an interesting point too, Laura, because we found if like reps came in and had a conversation they're like, Hey, Laura, thanks for clicking on this. Sometimes it's cool. Sometimes it's not. And they're like, that's <laughs> weird. Instead, what we found is like referencing things, not even referencing it, but if you have all that data and we're like, hey, Laura's really interested in attribution, jumping into a conversation saying, hey, Laura, I have this white paper on attribution. Is this something you'd be interested? You don't have to say like, I yeah. see you're interested in this. You can just use it to help yeah. inform the conversation you're having. So there is some like nuance to it. It does involve like we do a lot of training with reps and that's like part of our product onboarding to make sure people are using it the way they want their business to use it. Cause everyone's different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we're pivoting a little bit to the conversations. Like we're in the pipeline stages. Should you be using chatbot for the best conversions? Yep. I think lower funnel works great. And like I mentioned, the way we'll typically run through a sales cycle. And I know every buying journey is a little different, but this is just what we see. I think most consistently. Someone might come in early stages to mid stages where they're doing some evaluation, some research, and they might fill out forms to download maybe a really high value piece of content. Or in our case, like we don't get content. So it's like register for an event. Once their intent score gets high enough, so they've been on our website, they're doing a lot of research, they're registering for an event, whatever it is, their intent score reaches a high enough point that our outbound team starts outbounding to them. And when they click that outbound email and come to our site, that's where like a live conversation is really important where they're like, Hey, I'm the rep who sent you that email. Let's have a conversation. So I think those early to mid stages, like chatbots, forms, but like live conversations when they're showing high intent, which like clicking on an outbound email, that's the highest of intent. Cause that doesn't yeah. happen very often. Or the other one we've noticed, deal cycles. If someone's uh -huh. in a deal cycle and they're on your website, our AEs want to talk to them. Like say someone's in an open opportunity and they're on your privacy policy page or your terms of service page, our reps want to be in that conversation and be asking questions and saying, how can we progress this contract forward? So beyond just generating pipeline, it can be beneficial from a live chat perspective to progress deals forward. For me as a salesperson, the part when somebody clicks an outbound email and then you do the personalized stuff is really interested. Yes. How do you notify your salespeople in that? So like, so they can just jump instantly. We do it 
Qualified in particular does it a few ways, and most chatbots will. So if you think about any of them on the market, I'm going to say it qualified specific, but no, if you're listening, this can be, it's probably going to be the same. Slack alerts or team alerts. So that's more of like the instantaneous. We have in-app alerts. Now for reps that are using it all the time, great for someone like an AE who's not using it all the time, the yeah. in-app alerts don't work as much. So really it's like the Slack and Teams alerts. And then we'll also send emails. So like it can go a few ways, but in my mind that that instantaneous, it's mm -hmm. going to be the, the Slack type instant alerts. Yeah, because, well, speed matters there. Yes. Because somebody's yes. in and somebody's out unless they leave yeah. the page open as well. Yes. And then it gets yeah. a little creepier. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. And in order to be able to optimize your website for better conversions, all in all, walk me through what do you as a demand gen manager director <laughs> think that are the best ways to proceed your pipeline besides chatbot? Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is giving them as many conversion points as possible. So there's been like the long debate of chatbots are just forms in a different form. And like, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. You can use them just like a form. But if you think about where everyone we've kind of mentioned earlier, everyone's different in their buying journey. So where they're going to convert is going to be different. So if you have only one option, like a form, great. It's going to get used when people are really high intent or whatever it is, but everyone's going to interact with their business different. So for me, it's having forms where most people didn't anticipate them. Event yeah. reg, a schedule, a demo, a contact sales, like your normal like high value conversion pages, but having that secondary conversion point of a chatbot on things like your pricing page or right. whatever it might be, that I think is just giving you more avenues to pipeline. And it is a numbers game. Like the more options you give them, you're just going to have better odds that they're going to yeah. convert. Now, something that Qualified offers that I think is beneficial for like me as a demand gen person that I use a lot with forms is the ability to pop up like meeting bookings when someone hit submit on a form. So for uh -huh. us, it's like you've hit submit on a form to schedule a demo. If you're in my ABM campaign, I'm not going to go back and forth with you on email. I'm going to pop up that reps calendar in that moment on the website so you can book time. So going back to your, like, it's about speed mm. and I'm going to put as many conversion points as I can across my site. Now I'm going to try to make them relevant based on yeah. who they are and what they're doing, but I'm also going to fast track anyone who I care about to the sales team as fast as I can, because yeah. it, there's like all this data on They'll just buy from whoever responds first. And it doesn't matter how good or bad your product is. If you respond first, a lot of times, like you get the deal. So it's all about just, yeah, expediting it to the sales team. Yeah, very, very interesting. So from your data, given that you run a lot of ads and organic and stuff like goes through all the funnel, where do you see most of your prospects are using the chatbot to interact or to book demos? Yeah, it's usually in like that mid to bottom stage. Like most people when they're early stage, if you've never heard about a company and you're on their website, the chatbot I like to have there again to like help nurture them. Like, hey, mm -hmm. here's a piece of content you might find useful, but I don't really expect anyone to have a live conversation with them because right. I wouldn't be ready to have that conversation. I'm not going to have a conversation in that moment. So they will sometimes engage with the chatbot if you offer something of value to them, like a piece of content or whatever it might be, but not as frequently. Now, once they've come to the website five times, 10 times, you know, they're really starting to show like, okay, I'm doing my research. I'm gathering information. Mm -hmm. That's when that chatbot and that live chat function becomes a lot more useful because then they're more willing. Okay. I've answered my own questions. I've done my own research. I've validated. I think this is something is worth looking into. Now I'm going to talk to a person. Very interesting. And 
that also complements a lot what marketing is doing and gets marketing and sales much closer together. Yeah. That yeah. is a big thing for me. It's like marketing and sales alignment. So what I like about a chatbot, just personally, again, I've been doing this for a long time, is the ability to branch people off of them based on information they've given. So if someone's using a chatbot and they enter in that they're from, I don't know, a company that doesn't exist in Salesforce, that's a, a great example. I'm not going to route them to my sales team right away. I'm going to say, thanks for submitting your information. We'll get back to you because we're not really needing speed to lead in that instance. Now with a form, I can't do that. Anyone who wants to fill out a form is going to fill out a form. Like I'm, I can't stop you from doing that. Chatbots give you more functionality to divert people away that don't match your ICP and alternatively make sure those that do match your ICP get routed quickly to your sales team. So what I found from a sales and marketing alignment perspective is sales trust the leads I'm giving them more because mm -hmm. I can weed out the bad ones. And it's not just like only 5% of form fills match our ICP or whatever it is, you know? So it sales wants to work leads that are good. Like they don't want junk leads that don't match their ICP. So I can help with that through chatbot like segmentation. That's very interesting. And yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> <In> sales, <laughs> you're like, yes, I don't want. Please. And then marketing comes in and they're like, I've given you 300 leads. What happened? And you're like, they're all terrible. Thanks. Exactly. But from what you're explaining in the process of who is it that you're funneling over to sales or who's not, how much of automation is there in the chatbot itself and also in your work with it as a marketer? Yeah, most of it's automated. So like in our case, we're going to do it through marketing automation and Salesforce. So if someone converts on a chatbot, like it's going to use your routing that's already built into Salesforce as an example. Like I don't need to do anything. It's going to do all of that for me, which is great. Now we can override that and build our own routing. But for the most part, like I'm just going to use my Salesforce routing because I've already put a lot of effort into that routing for my sales team. And then we can do from a marketer's perspective, we can push straight into campaigns in Salesforce or in your marketing automation platform. So if someone comes from an ad click through and we know it, I can push them into a campaign that says like LinkedIn ad click. And I can start to track like ROI of like influence pipeline through those campaigns. Now, the caveat there is they have to convert like I, or they have to be cookie for me to know who they are first. So, but it still helps with the automation standpoint from a marketing perspective. I can get them into the campaigns that I need to use to measure. And then from a sales perspective, they trust like it's going to automatically route them the reps or the, the prospects that are from their owned accounts. That's a very interesting use case for marketing to prove their value as well of like of quality pipeline. Yeah. It's helped a lot from like previous roles that I've been in just to, I feel like the pipeline that we drive through our chatbot is just, and like it shows in the data, if we look at win rates and sales cycle length and average sales price, it's always higher because I think it gives reps the chance to do discovery in that moment. And so by the time someone progresses through, like if someone's in a live chat or a chatbot and you can qualify them, you almost skip the steps of like MQL to SQL and all of those things. It's like they went from unknown to all of a sudden they're like qualified SQL and they're like over to the sales. Now they're in SAL. Like it just progresses things faster. So it makes the deal cycle faster, which sales likes. That's really nice. <laughs> I mean, I would love that. <laughs> in terms of other use cases that you have seen chatbot being used besides the form submit, could you entertain us with some exciting use cases that people might have overseen chatbots for? Yeah. So one of the ones that we've used it for, like I kind of mentioned event registration. We use our chatbot to help people register for a particular type of event. In our case, we'll do, um, we do a wine tasting that is like demanded marketers. We get them together. We've been doing this for like two years now since COVID. 
and they're really popular, but we send you wine. We get into an hour long call on a Friday at like 2 p.m. Pacific time, which people love to drink at 2 p.m. I like to drink at 2 p.m. on a Friday. And we like, we'll have a winemaker there. They talk about the wine and then we do breakout rooms where everyone can just use the networking to like run ideas off of each other is, you uh-huh. know, what are you seeing in the market? Anyways, for that, we can't use a form because we can only ship to people in the U.S. and Canada. So I can use the chatbot to weed people out before I ever capture their information. So the chatbot pops up on the page, says, hey, do you want to register for a Taste of Qualified? They say yes. Now, we can tell using the product what location they're in, but we'll ask and say, are you located in? And we have a button that says U.S., Canada, other. Uh-huh. And if they hit other, it just pops a message that says, we're so sorry, we can't ship outside of the U.S. and Canada. So now I don't have to email these people and be like, I'm really sorry you gave us your address and now we can't send wine to you. And then it'll go through and say, it looks like you're in California. Is that right? And you can hit yes. Instead of like entering in all that information, it like helps guide you and make it easier of just like yes, no options. So I love using the chatbot for that mostly because I can help disqualify people that we just can't ship wine to. So that's one use case that I've used pretty frequently. The second one that I, and I'm, these are all marketing use cases. I'm obviously very biased is at events. So we've been doing more in-person events again. I know you've been going to a lot of in-person events, Laura. I've been seeing on your LinkedIn. I feel like they're back and I love it. So what we've been using is like chatbot functionality and that meeting booker specifically within chatbots to book follow-ups during booth visits. So sometimes at the booth, they're like, Hey, I, this is really cool. I want a demo. Instead of me being like, here, I'm going to scan your badge and it's going to take the event four days to get us this information. And then I'm going to just upload all of it to Salesforce. Like it takes time is I just have a laptop there and I say, Hey, why don't you go ahead and use this chatbot? enter your email in. Now, all I do is enter an email in all the automation on the back end of Salesforce says, okay, here's the account owner. Here's the SE, whatever it is. It pops at their calendars, lets them book time and you just move on. So letting them book that follow-up there at the meeting and like on our website is really cool. So they like see our website and interact with us versus us like grabbing a business card or like having to do, I used to do automated, like I would go into Salesforce and like look the person up and chatter the rep and be like, Hey, we don't have the list yet, but this person stopped by the booth. Like I can just have them book their demo right there right now when they're most interested checking out our stuff. That's very cool. That, yeah. That's a very good use case because, yeah, the struggle of face-to-face events and booking the meetings at the right time is absolutely real. It's so hard. To, people come up and they're like, do you have a business card? I'm like, I haven't had a business card in like four years. It's like, I don't <laughs> have one. <laughs> like, see me. No. Number. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll write it on a piece of paper. I have a paper and pen. Like, I can't <laughs> even do that. Precisely. I'm thinking it it would be interesting to learn about more use cases of chatbots themselves. But for me, the automation part is very interesting. Yeah. So kind of where does the automation comes in most handy for getting chatbot in? Because, okay, my thought process going wild. Well, we've got AI. Everybody's talking, oh, AI is going to change us. Then we've got the automation part that picks up a lot of data from Salesforce and a lot of places so it can help you customize your chatbot. So how do you use that automation in order to be as specific as possible for people reaching out and maybe even not you not having to go and post and write back and maybe AI to do some of this stuff? Yeah, so that is a great use case for it. And like going back to the like, when is the right time? I've found 
if someone is earlier stages and like we have some product functionality that's coming out, because your point, AI is obviously everywhere at this point. So things that help your reps not have to spend as much time in like a chatbot or a live chat. So like we can use AI to say like, hey, what's the first thing I should send to this person? Or like changing the tone of the messages that you're sending. Like those are things that AI can help with. Or a lot of times, like if you think about chatbot in general, just from like an automation standpoint, it's not AI, but it is automated. Like we're going to say like, hey, you're hitting this point. Like we're going to branch you off and like we're going to push you down a specific spot. But I think humans have to be there when it's like that bottom of funnel. Like you want a human talking, you don't want AI. Like we always ask people, if would you if if it's your ICP from a target account on your website, who do you want? A robot or a human? Like nice. probably a human. Right. Absolutely. And also depends on where they are in the pipeline, as you were saying. We've got a question about you talk about chatbot, but also about human talking through a chat tool, which is different systems. Yep. Would I would be interested to know about how to create chatbot scenario based on the buyer journey. We spoke of that a little bit. Yes. Let's condense the the conversation. Yeah, about that's such a good question. And I do feel like I'm really guilty of conflating the two because in my mind, like chatbot and live chat are just, obviously they're not the same, but they just go hand in hand because one just sort of like evolves into the other and they complement each other. But say you're just using chatbots, which a lot of our customers will start with. They're like, I don't necessarily trust my reps to jump into a live conversation yet. Like they need training. I think going back to the buyer's journey is whatever data you have available to you through your systems, your CRM, your marketing automation, ABM, whatever it is, making sure the chatbot is personalized to that. And I kind of mentioned it earlier, but if they're early stages, like whatever your data is telling you the early stages, you want to make sure that chatbot offers something value-based, something educational-based. Now you want to change that chatbot. If someone has been on your website a hundred times, They've, they're cookied. You know who they are. They've been on every page on your website. You know, all of this information, your chatbot should pop up and say, Hey, do you want to book a demo or talk to say, like, there should be no other options you're giving them other than like book a demo. But alternatively, if you think if your chatbot says book a demo to someone who's on your website for the first time, you're not going to get any engagement. And you're like, dang, why is that not working? So it really is trying to offer value top of funnel and then bottom of funnel offering conversion points. Like you want them to convert and book a demo. Love that. And And you don't need a human for that. It's just all done through like the button. They click a button, says book a demo. And then all of a sudden it reads on your back and it says, oh, here's the account owner. And it's going to book time with them. Like it's just that fast. This is so perfect. (laughs) And I think that you've got possibly either a client or a very, very raving fan from Sin (laughs) who loves this. Perfect. I love this. This is a very good use case and so on. So Garcia, yes, we <laughs> love this. And Morton, he, it's not a question. It's just a light, little tiny ask. When are you love shipping it. wines to Europe? Oh my gosh. I hope soon. Uh, we work through this like wonderful vendor and they do it here in California. Like that's where she ships all the wine from. So eventually... When budgets open up, hopefully, I know I've said that I'm like, we don't ship it. I'm like talking to you over in Europe. I'm like, sorry, Laura, you can't have wine. Oh, it, I mean, it's a Wednesday, but it yeah. could have been a wine conversation as it's, well. It's also like a timing, unfortunately, like I'm based in California, so I'd be drinking really late at night. Although I, worse things have happened. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. All right, Sarah. It was a blast. I really love the conversation. I've learned a lot, actually. To be honest with you, for me, chatbots usually are the 
annoying parts of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pop up and you're like, just go away. Like, exit, exit, exit. I want to read the stuff that I came here to read for. But if it is tailored and it is there, it's like, oh, seems like you're lost or seems like it is the number 97 time you're on the website. Do you actually want to talk to a human? Yes, please. (laughs) And to your point, like, have a form too. Like, I think the whole, like, crux of this conversation was chatbots are beneficial, but like, you're also going to have your forms there for someone who's like, just let me read the stuff and I'll convert when I want to convert. Exactly. Exactly. This is perfect. Thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you everybody for listening. We're going to meet next time, next week again. See you Perfect. All. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. We hope you like listening to us. Subscribe to our podcast and the ones that we have been guests on. And if you have any feedback for us, uh, just do let us know. And should there be a guest that you think we should be talking to, then like pitch us. We're looking forward to seeing you.